0: There is a fascinating business story that's been playing out here over the last couple of months on the business pages, the front pages of newspapers, and at the legislature in Austin. It all started out with the Fairfield Lake State Park. Vista Energy had owned it for a long time. They sold it. They offered to buy it buy offered it to the state. State didn't buy it, so Sean Todd bought it. You know, from Todd Interest. Well, now um, there's an uproar about that. I'm not sure what's going to happen with that. The Texas Parks and Wildlife Commission, last I saw, just decided that they were going to take it over. Sean Todd joins us right now. It's good to have you with us.
1: Good morning, David. Good to be on again. So, I,
0: so I'm really confused here. So you you bought this this state, what had been a state park, and you were going to turn it into a development around the lake, build houses, that sort of thing. And I get they, it, you sold, you offered to sell it back to the state,
1: David. This, the state had a leasehold interest for 50 years for a dollar a year. We bought the property from Vistra Energy, who put it on the market, gave the state multiple chances to buy it. This did not bid on it an open market sale. We put it under contract, and uh, we acquired the property. Uh, during that process, David, um, we've recently just finished the 88th legislature here in Texas and our 150 men and women that represent us in the the House and 31 men and women that represent us in the Senate struck down, it never made to the floor of each of those two chambers, two condemnation bills, because condemnation is not popular in the state of Texas that were drafted, David, specifically towards uh, our acquisition. And then to go a step further, uh, the young new Senator Angelia Orr, uh, who is a self-proclaimed Republican activist tried to pass a bill that she openly said was regarding water to purely interfere with our business transaction. And uh, thankfully for the leadership of uh, Senator Nathan Johnson and Kelly Hancock, both on the Republican-Democrat Republican side of the aisle, struck that bill down. And now we find ourselves where um, the Park Board, and I want to say the Park Board, uh, a little over a week ago. Uh, the day after that we closed this open market sale, decided to hold a hearing regarding eminent domain. And so, you know, it's just, David, it's incredibly concerning when uh, free markets are impacted this way. And even more concerning when you have um, commission members that represent billions of dollars of net worth and hundreds of thousands of acres of farm and ranches in their old holdings, that presumptively believe that they're above what the elected people said about eminent domain, and even more so, David, the money that they have appropriated that that Parks and Wildlife got the legislation to approve to buy land was to buy land from willing sellers.
0: Yeah, 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 eminent domain is something they've been been loath to use. We've talked several times to the the bullet train people who ultimately were going to have to probably use eminent domain to take over some land to, to run the railroad. And there was there was an uproar against it. I thought I didn't know we did eminent domain in the state of Texas.
1: Well, David, certainly highway departments do that for acquiring highways. Yeah. it's it's a rare instance. But I think the the horrific thing here is that when the leg you know when the legislation has said specifically we don't want this it relates to this property that the uh, arrogance of these board members think that they're above what the elected officials are. I mean, it, it candidly. I mean, it feels like a bunch of Russian oligarchs that, you know, because their political contributions are above uh, what's best for the state of Texas, to hide their own malfeasance for doing nothing for years with respect to this project. So, so, so,
0: tell me where we are right now, because this there's also a discrepancy for me on on the size of the acreage, because I thought this was like an 1,800
1: acre. Oh, you're, lease. you're exactly you're exactly correct. What the park was leasing was 1,800 acres. What Chairman Applin, uh, you, you'll don't be aware of, you may not know who he is, but he's one of the co founders of Bucky's. Yes. So, of what Chairman Applin has proposed is that uh, this is more than just a park. Uh, they're buying our water rights, our surface water, our 1967 adjudicated water rights, and over 2,000 more acres for a total of 5,000 acres. David, you and I have talked for years. Thankfully, in 30 plus years of business, we've never lost an investor's money. And I knew this. This property was marketed for, for for someone to have their own ranch with a big lake. We bought this property from the largest successor to the largest bankruptcy in the United States of America. We weren't looking at anything other than water. We knew the value of that water. And we also knew that this was marketed as a ranch, and we saw a real estate deal. So, and, you know, go ahead.
0: Well, no, no, no. I'm just trying to figure out where we are right now. So is this a done deal? Has, has the state acquired this from you or, or no, are you, lo- you're you suing or, or does this have yeah. to go back through the legislature?
1: Well, David, sadly, the legislature spoke against it. And these uh, these businessmen uh, believe they're above that. So, David, where we are, you know, eminent domain has a prescribed process in the state of Texas. There are certain uh, rules that have to be followed. Uh, and there's certainly landowner rights that go with that. And uh, we've not yet been approached on that. It's certainly been, been mentioned uh, by TPWD. The, um, the sad part of this is here in the 100th anniversary of Parks and Wildlife, uh, finally, finally, the state, this November, all of us that vote, will get a chance to appropriate a billion dollars to buy new parks and, and to buy parkland. This reckless act of stewardship as it relates to our property and our water rights and what we purchase will be catastrophic to the, all of us in the state of Texas as to the damages and lost profits they're going to pay to us if they go through with this process. It's shocking and candidly, uh, I, I can't believe that they're doing it.
0: This Give me a sense of the, the size of this. I mean, you, you've done large projects. We I mean, did the National yes. and the East Corner and, yeah. and you know, One Dallas Center and the Cambrias and stuff. But, but this is... I mean, ultimately, this is massive. This was, what, a $25 million acquisition for the, for the land Yeah, alone? David's
1: uh, over $100 million just for the land, David. And uh, the development at full build-out will be well over a billion dollars. And uh, we believe it's the largest private lake, arguably, in the United States of America, uh, with over 34 miles of shoreline. It's beautiful, clear blue water, uh, beautiful hardwoods. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity.
0: So let let me be clear, Sean, is the ball in your court or their court? Where are
1: we right now? Well, you know, where we stand right now, David, is there's been a lot of chatter and there's been a lot of actions by some board members. And I'm going to say rogue actions by rogue board members that are usurping what the legislator said, which is don't condemn this land. And so where we are, we've not been given any official notice of them in domain. And uh, I'm hoping that cooler minds will prevail among that board. The, the, press release that came today It came about today uh, by the lead litigator of Carrington Coleman uh, specifically addressed a lot of the misstatements and inaccurate false statements made by the board members and the executives of the Parks and Wildlife Board and I'm hoping that they're going to step back and maybe reconsider um, and maybe reconsider some of these actions and the consequences that's going to have on the state and the message that that's sending not just throughout property owners in the state of Texas but all of these wonderful businesses that are coming here you know, the governor said we're open for business. This is anything but open for business. This is
0: uh, this is a fascinating story and, and an interesting twist. And my sense is we're going to be talking about this for a while. <laughs> Meanwhile, um, we'll we'll watch for development. Sean Todd is the CEO of Todd Interest. We always enjoy the conversations, and and uh, we wish you well. Thank you, sir.
1: Thank you, David. Good to be on KRLD again. Thank you, friend.
0: Thanks a lot. For more of our conversation, go to KRLD.com slash CEO. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.